Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, a monthly subscription service that delivers merchandise from pop punk artists from all over the world directly to your door in a pizza takeout box. So for the holidays this year, they're releasing their very first compilation CD, a very pop punk Christmas volume one. It features tracks from Settle Your Scores, College Radio, Stop Drop Rewind, TLB, and so many other artists that have actually been guests on Pop Punk and Pizza. So you can pre-order your copy today at poppunktakeout.com and also follow them on social media at Pop Punk Takeout. I'm going out, I gotta go I'll bang a ring on the radio So turn it up, I'm telling you To Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Hello, hello, what is up? Happy uh, Thanksgiving. You might be actually listening to this on the day of Thanksgiving, or maybe you're actually watching this, uh, watching, listening to the live stream the day before Black Wednesday. So I guess it just cover all the bases, you know? Uh, happy Black Wednesday, happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday, whatever the hell day it is that you're listening to this. The main point is I just want you to know how thankful I am for all of your love and support this year for Pop Punk and pizza podcast and i also hope you ditched the turkey and ate a pizza this year for thanksgiving because who wants to eat turkey anymore right or maybe i'm wrong maybe you're more of a turkey fan than a pizza fan but obviously i'm more about pizza than turkey because that's why i host pop punk and pizza podcast um i am super excited about tonight's guest uh actually a returning guest uh her name is caitlin edwards and she fronts uh, a really great chicago ska punk band called bumsy and the moochers so uh let's uh, go ahead and bring her on hello caitlin hello how are you doing I'm good. I'm very good today. Just, um, yeah, getting ready, getting excited for tomorrow. Yeah. So what's, what's your, uh, your food of choice? Like everyone has like a dish or like multiple dishes that are like their favorite for Thanksgiving, or maybe you don't even do like the whole traditional Thanksgiving I would definitely say, for, well, for me, I mean, I, I see my family and then actually um, this weekend, me and my roommate are having our our Friendsgiving, which is also our first technical house uh, apartment warming party since awesome. we just moved in together a few weeks ago. So, but I'm excited to have my own Friendsgiving finally. I've always been to them. They're so fun. Um, but my number one food of choice is definitely stuffing all the way like i'm so bored with turkey like i'm just like i'll have a little piece of turkey and then load on the stuffing and then get blueberry pie because i don't even like pumpkin pie so i go i go all out with yeah something different (laughs) yeah i'm all about um i'd rather eat like apple pie or some kind of right i don't know if better so much better i mean is pumpkin a you know what i'm gonna is pumpkin a fruit that's something i've always wondered or is it a a vegetable or is it a gourd or Or is that the same as a vegetable (laughs) let's see now is pumpkin is pumpkin a fruit 
I mean, Google. Well, let's see. Uh, fruit. <laughs> okay, this has to be legit. Fruits and veggies. Dot org. <laughs> um, are pumpkins a fruit or a vegetable? What is the difference between the two? Um, okay, a pumpkin from a botanist perspective is a fruit because it's a product of a seed bearing mm. structure. Makes sense. Okay. okay. Um, and then it says vegetables, on the other hand, are the edible portion of plants such as leaves, stems, roots, bulbs, flowers. Things Makes like sense. that. So Makes I guess technically, uh, if you're a botanist, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's a fruit. So, um, so it is a fruit. <laughs> yeah. <know. laughs> um, but I guess I should say I prefer other fruits for my pie. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I mean, I, I like pumpkin pie, but it, yeah, it's not like my go-to It's pie. so heavy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I love like, blueberry pie, though. That sounds so good. the vanilla ice cream. Yes, yes, food. yes. I think to my brother earlier. I'm like, I'm bringing it. <laughs> I that, yeah, I was like, I'm bringing vanilla ice cream and blueberry pie, so move over pumpkin pie. <laughs> that's that's honestly where it's at. Um, I have to have, obviously not on pumpkin. You can't really do it well on pumpkin, but all the other types of pies that have like the crust over it. Um, yeah. you can do that, that scoop of vanilla ice cream. That's, that's what I'm all about. That's where it's at. I actually just picked up a, um, a Dutch apple pie to bring oh. to my girlfriend's parents house to, tomorrow for, for Turkey day. So yes. looking forward to, uh, you know, munching down on that. And I, I, I mean, we're not, they're actually having chicken, which, um, is, I don't know if I've ever had chicken on Thanksgiving. I've had ham. My my family makes ham a lot, but I'm not so much. I don't think mm. they've ever made chicken before. So it's not going to be pizza, which I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> but I would rather have chicken over turkey for sure. Me too. I was talking about somebody was saying they, they have like Cornish, Cornish hens at my work. I was like talking with some of the coworkers and they were like, yeah, we're going to have Cornish hens. I'm like, that's, that's still more appealing than Turkey. Turkey's just, <laughs> I don't know. We're all tired of it. Is it <laughs> well, maybe some people aren't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, it's the tradition, right? And whether yep. a person follows that tradition, you know, obviously there's uh, there's a lot of people that are vegetarian or vegan or um, what's the other. I mean, there's obviously multiple uh, pes, pes, uh, pescapalian diet. Yeah, something, you know, there's all those different types of of diets and, and lifestyles to consider. But um, but yeah, I. Uh, I'm just, I like deli turkey, but not the, the, like the, hey, let's cut it from the bird. Here you go, son. <laughs> I just, I, I don't And you know. always have to slop some gravy on it because it's always dry. Like it's no dry. Who makes it. It's yeah. still so dry to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know we're not, <laughs> we're not here to talk about Turkey, um, but it's so great to catch up with you. You know, it's been a couple of years since we've actually uh, been face to face. I know this is obviously virtual, but still like um, actually talk and have a conversation that's not via typing, you know, because mm -hmm. um, we have talked like briefly here and there, 
Um, but I was I was just listening to the last time you were on the podcast, which is it was episode 82. So it's going back like oh, two wow. years ago. And it was when uh, Punk the Burbs 3 was happening in Lyle at base camp. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you were. I'm sure you remember. Yeah, this was like 2018. No, it was 2019. Oh, for PTB three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, but it feels that long ago. Yeah, it's because it still feels like we just kind of skipped a whole year. You know, <laughs> obviously with know. yeah, it didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> um, and twenty twenty one is like, well, it barely happened. You know, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So I was listening to the start of the episode uh, before we 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 were talking now, and. That was back when uh, Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy were teasing the whole Hella Mega tour. And you and I were both amped about it because you're also like me. You're a huge Green Day fan. Yes, I'm like a super fan. Like even even the new stuff, like not as good, obviously, but I'll still be into it. That's that's a true measure of a super fan. Like they could do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I'm at too. Like I I just I guess I'm one of those fans where I literally like almost everything they put out. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing that I that I dislike. But wh- what did you think of their their last record? What were your thoughts on it? Father of all, that was the last Yeah, one. father yeah. of all motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> or mean, just father of all to to edit, you know, but obviously <laughs> we can we can cuss on this podcast, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, father of all. So, the, I well I remember being like, what the hell is this cover? Like, wasn't a fan of the cover. I was like, this looks like Billy Joe really like made this cover. I could just tell. But <laughs> something about this unicorn. I mean, unicorns are awesome, but it was just I don't know. It's just so random. But musically speaking, I mean, I know they were trying something different and and you know what? Like kudos to them for doing that because let's be honest, like especially when it comes to pop punk, I mean, you can only write the same type of music for so long, especially when they're like pushing 50, like they're going to try different things. They're not going to make another dookie. So I get it. I get they were trying to do a different sound. And honestly, there were a few songs that I liked. I mean, being a super fan, like um what was it a uh, sugar youth that was my favorite song on that album because it had the perfect mix of that new green day sound plus like the like the nimrod american idiot feel i don't know if you're yeah if you're a green day fan you'll know what i mean <laughs> yeah i i liked sugar youth i also liked i was a teenage teenager i thought i gotta that, give that one another listen i don't know it, it was i was a teenage teenager and it was like this <laughs> um it was like big gang vocals um for that yeah. for the hook of it like the whole chorus and i really or maybe gang vocals isn't the right word but it's a huge huge layer of vocals on that to where it made it sound like there was uh, like a tiny army um singing the chorus and i yeah. really liked that and the hook just it just got me. I really that's that's definitely was one of my favorites from Father of All. Well, I feel like that was kind of like graffiti too. Like I liked graffiti yeah. that way where it was very gang vocally and you know echoey at the end and it was super catchy. So that song and Meet Me on the Roof Tonight and the yes. first one, even Father of All, like I just 
I can't help but love that drum beat. I mean, I know some people are like, it's copying off a Jimi Hendrix song. But at, at this day and age, like, I'm sorry, when it comes to rock music, you know, everything has been done before. Like nothing we, you know, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people compared the record to like the black keys. Yeah. You I know. could hear that. I could hear that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it had its own little green day twist on it and, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite production wise, like recording and production wise, you know, I'm, I'm more of a fan of like the Nimrod production or Dookie, but I mean, and, and yeah, it wasn't, oh my God, it didn't blow my hair back. Um, it, you know, but I, yeah. I felt, Hey, you can get a couple of good songs out of it, which is basically what I feel new green day is, is, you know, now ever since after, um, you know, American idiot 21st century breakdown, I feel that their albums, there's a few good songs and then there's a filler at least in my opinion, I feel like the old Green Day before American Idiot. Oh my God, you can listen front to back, but their new records. I just sometimes I gotta skip, and that's it's a bummer. But I'll still see them live, and that's another thing too. It's like, oh, you know what? Even if I didn't like this record, this is not gonna stop me from like seeing them. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that was one of the last times we talked. Did did you end up selling your tickets for Hella Mega? Because I think you were trying to. I don't know if you did ended up doing that because obviously hell omega was supposed to happen in 2020 it Mm -hmm. didn't and then it was moved to the following year and yeah like a lot of people sold their tickets because they're like yeah i'm i lost my job and (laughs) yeah like you know i i need food i have bills to pay so i'm gonna sell my tickets you know Mm -hmm. so yeah did you end up going because i i went to the chicago show i um so this is what happened so i remember i was when it was supposed to you know before the pandemic i remember being ready. Like I took a break at work. I'm like, I'm ready to buy these tickets. And then when I saw the price for two tickets, I was, I was like, no, no, this is, <laughs> I can't, Oh, I cannot justify this purchase right now. Cause it was over $300. Yeah. That's what I ended up. That's what I ended up spending. I just wanted to wait and be like, you know what? Let me just wait. I can maybe find someone, something cheaper. Somebody's probably going to sell their ticket. I'm just going to wait. So then the pandemic happened. I'm like, Oh, good thing. I didn't buy a ticket. But it was still sold out, you know, and especially the floor seats. Because when I see Green Day, I need to see them on the floor. I don't see them. It's you. You know what this I, is. I, I know it. I'm the same way when it comes you, to Green Day. Like it, cannot, we no. cannot <laughs> sit in a seat and sing along to Longview, you know, and no, be no. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards away no, 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 no. <laughs> I, or feet, hundreds of feet away. I mean, and I even have a story, too. I remember the third time I saw Green Day. Me, my brother, um, like a guy I was dating at the time and like his brother, whatever, we were in like the nosebleeds. We got nosebleeds tickets, but we were all like, fuck this. And we were like, we saw there was a table right before you got onto the GA floor seats, a table with all these wristbands to get you on the floor. And my younger brother like swiped like a couple and Dude. ran and the security was chasing him in fucking was it Rosemont? I think it was at Rosemont okay, or, or United Center, one of those, and just chasing him. And he's like, I just bought a shirt, you know, at, at a merch thing. So they don't recognize me. Come get me upstairs and I'll give you the wristbands. And so we basically like 
Like, so he uh, was able, he dodged security. Yeah, he dodged security to get us these GA wristbands just Dude. so we can see him up close because that's how, even even like my friends at the time and my brother, like we do not see Green Day in no seats. No, we will literally go to lengths of just swiping the bands and yeah. just booking it to the floor. Like, so, but that was the thing. So, but what ended up happening, you know, flash forward to Hella Megator, oh, it's happening. And then I messaged you and I was like messaging people. Oh, I want to go now that like I've got, I've been vaccinated. Things have calmed down. Then I saw the price once again. And just at the time I was just like, and I don't know, it was still around the time when they played, it was still around the time that people were still getting vaccinated. And I just, as much as I love green day and I swore to myself, like the first thing when they go back on a tour, I will see them, you know, yeah, cause now yeah. I don't know you, the pandemic made you realize like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but then I just had that moment where I'm like, I'm just gonna wait till, you know, another time because yeah, people weren't vaccinated yet. I don't want to get sick and being a music therapist, you know, I'm not somebody who can just get sick and work from home. You know, if I get sick, like I can't work. So I was, it was just kind of, you know, just being cautious, but I still regret it in the back of my head. I still, that's <laughs> a great lineup. Weezer, oh, yeah. Fall Out Boy, Interrupters and, and Green Day. I love all those bands. So, yeah. but next time, next time I won't let the price get me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was... I was really scared to go to just for, you know, you still in this pandemic thing. I, I wore a mask the whole time. So, you know, yeah. I was I was fine. And it, it, it was it helped that it was outdoors, too. You know, yeah. I feel like with with going to shows now that it's cold, there's not outdoor shows. You know, there's obviously a little more risk, I feel like, involved, you know, um, especially it's always this time of the year. Everyone's getting sick, whether it's COVID yeah. or not, you know? So it's like, Very you've true. got, <laughs> you've got a cough. You're like, crap, do I have COVID? You know, I've got a fever. Do I have COVID? Like, you know, <laughs> that that's still a thing, you know? I mean, cause we're still sort of in this weird uh, in between, yeah. twilight zone, whatever the yeah. hell you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so that, it bums me out, but yeah, it was a great show. Um, it was it was definitely one of one of the best times I've seen seen Green Day live. You know, but I didn't get too bummed out because I snuck a peek at the set list online, mm -hmm. and it didn't look like anything I hadn't seen before. Like I regret not seeing them at Aragon Ballroom because I heard that was the show where that, they played Armitage Shanks and like Kerplunk song. Yes. I think that was by far because I did see that last time they were at uh, uh, Aragon and or Aragon, and that was probably my favorite performance I've seen of them by far. That was just mm -hmm. an amazing show. The yeah, the set list was great. I don't think there was anything new except for the they played their their newest single at the time at, mm. on the Hella Mega Tour. They didn't play anything from Father of All, but they played. I think it was uh, was Pollyanna. I think it was oh, yeah, their that latest single. They, they have, yeah, they've since put out a, a single since then. But at mm -hmm. that time in the summer, they had released that single. They played that, of course. Um, but that was, I think, the only song that I hadn't seen them play live. So, um, but yeah, still, still a great show. 
Um, but let's get to bumps. <laughs> let's get to bumps get the moochers. My goodness, like so much has happened for you and Bumsy in the last two years since we've we've talked since you've been on the podcast. Um, you know, you've uh, signed with uh, Sell the Heart Records, which, if I'm not mistaken, um, so Andy uh, we had on the podcast. Excuse me, uh, on the podcast last week from Sell the Heart Records, Tsunami Bomb. And I think it was also in 2019 when Tsunami Bomb played uh, Punk the Burbs Fest 3, right? Wasn't, Mm -hmm. didn't they play that one? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of fitting that like you're coming back like at this time since the last time we talked, you were playing a show. Bumsy was playing a show with Tsunami Bomb and now like you're on a record label that's affiliated with one of their members. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that conversation started probably about two years ago, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Thinking about it. Yeah. Only two years ago. And then it's crazy how things change and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, cause yeah, Andy and I kept in touch you know, after tsunami bomb played uh punk, the burbs fest three. And I remember him messaging me and, and him talking about sell the heart and, you know, Hey, you know, you ever need a label to put out your solo stuff or bumsy stuff. And then, you know, at the moment I, we were fine, but then I was hitting him up. I think, I can't remember. This was, yeah. Yeah. In 2020 where I was saying, Hey, we were, we're about to release some singles and it would be great if sell the heart can put them out. But then he was saying, well, you know, I'm kind of full on bands right now. I'm really busy, but I'll, but I'll get back to you. Send me the songs and, and let me listen and make sure it's a good fit and everything. And we can talk. And he liked the songs when I sent him like the rough mixes and everything. And, um, he was like, yeah, you know, we'd love to put it out because especially too, I don't think they had a ska band either on their label. Um, so, you know, it's, it's great to have labels that are very, you know, diverse in genre, but, you know, still stick true to the message and, you know, the, at least the punk, um, genre, you know, and ska is just, you know, ska punk is one of those punk subgenres. if that makes any sense. One of the many, one of the many, (laughs) you know, and so he's, we, you know, he's got to have, us on there. And, um, you know, and, and, and yeah, Andy's, you know, he likes to work with a lot of bands that, you know, he knows the people personally, or he just, you know, enjoys the music and he likes Scott and, you know, me and him, we definitely, you know, hit it off. Um, I visited him back in June when I was in San Francisco, we were at like a brewery. We went to, I met him. I'm like, can we meet at a brewery near Gilman street. Cause I got to make, did you, you know, get to go to Gilman? I did. It wasn't oh, even open, but oh, I didn't no. care. I was like, you need to make the, the pilgrimage as they say. <laughs> yeah. At that's least once in your life. So yeah. I was like, I'm here in San Francisco. I'm going Meet me there. He's like, okay, it's very unassuming, just so you know. And he was right. I totally passed it when I, I was like, where is this Gilman Street where it all started? And it's just in this little thing in, you know, in this building, little light. It was a green light and a, you know, a fish behind it. It was, you know, the, this door, but it was locked because of the pandemic. They weren't having shows yet. Well, that's but, true. That makes sense. But I remember, and my mom was with me too, because we both, traveled up the coast in, in June and she took a picture of me and Andy's just watching me and he's just like, yep, this is it. And then, yeah, we, you know, we had a drink and 
and yeah, and that's where we talk further, you, you know, and, and, and just, cause like I said, you know, Andy likes to, you know, know the people that are on the label and, um, make sure, you know, you know, we're both on the same page as far as like our views and our messages and our music and what, what we want, um, for the band, what we want, you know, um, as far as, you know, releasing and our plans for releasing an album, you know, what's, what's the future look like. And he wants to make sure everything like that, you know, lines up and it, and it did. And, and, uh, yeah, Andy's awesome. So, and I feel, I feel so lucky too, cause we've really never been on a label like this. Whenever we've done something on a label, it's always been, some kind of smaller label that didn't really fit the genre. This is really the first label that has really, I think we've, we've connected with and it's really boosted, you know, our fan base and our listeners. So, you know, thank you, sell the heart records. And also the bands on sell the heart records are great. I mean, a decent criminal. Um, Oh my God. Who was I just listening to? Uh, There is, <clears throat> excuse me there's uh neck neck scars neck neck scars neck. oh my gosh yeah. so many good bands so i feel so you know privileged to be our on this label and and so is the rest of the band so yeah we couldn't be more thankful to get on it and i'm so glad we chose tsunami bomb to headline punk the verbs because yeah that wouldn't i don't think it would have happened if they wouldn't have headlined i was gonna say did yeah. you did you like literally just learn about sell the heart when a tsunami bomb came to you know the chicago suburbs to do that fest or did you pretty, it, it, much. pretty much is when you learned yeah. about it. Okay. yeah because i didn't yeah i didn't know too much about it until yeah andy talked to me about it after they headlined and but they've they've been around it's still a new label but they've still you know they're they've gotten some great bands um on there and made some good headway and release some great music and um yeah it's so i was like man why did i know this before this is such a great label because like i said it introduced me to decent criminal next scars heavy seas i was like whoa i because it's mostly based out of um you know san francisco area it just goes right. to show there's so many and then that just makes me want to search for more new music because then i'm like what other labels have i not discovered i mean i feel like i know so many but there's so many that i don't know <laughs> yeah there are so many record labels i'm i like every day i'm learning about a new one you yep, know, same. It's, yep. it's it's mind-blowing to me there's it's like there's a and and it makes sense because think about all the bands there are in the world really i mean with with uh the world is is smaller and smaller anymore and getting smaller with the way technology is anymore right so um you got to have i guess you got to have all these labels to kind of keep up with the demand i suppose Definitely. you know whether whether it's uh you know a, a smaller label a, a mid-sized or larger you know <laughs> so um i know when andy was on we ended up talking about like Kung Fu records, which I had completely forgotten about. So I'm trying to, rem- I can't remember exactly how we got on the topic of it's Kung Fu. It's a pop punk label too, right? It was a, like a punk label. And uh, I was, I was asking them because I hadn't heard much about Kung Fu since like the nineties or the two thousands. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, what happened to him? And he's like, well, you know, they got, uh, you know, uh, absorbed by i think it was cleopatra records is what he told me about like they bought the 
you know, the catalog of Kung Fu, something along those lines. So it was like, oh, okay. You know what this reminds me of? And I, I think I was just, what was it? I saw Lucky Boy's Confusion, Dog and Everything, until until morning at the bottom lounge a couple weeks ago. And I was talking to the drummer of uh, till morning Mickey. And we had the same conversation about all the old labels that, you know, just went away, but they introduced us to so many great bands. Like we were talking about drive-through records. And then he's like, yeah, there was the, you know, these, this band and this band was on it. And, but then, you know, it, it fell apart, but now the people who owned it, they're doing other stuff with bands, you know? So it's not like they totally left the music scene, but it's crazy how all these labels used to be, or fueled by ramen too. Like, I don't know if they're even doing anything anymore. And it's, yeah, they're, it's, they're still around. They just, uh, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, um, I feel like I don't know. <laughs> one of the, one of their latest signings was, um, made me at the altar. If oh, I love that band. Wait, yeah. that's Fueled by Ramen? I yes. totally had a different label release Meet Me at the Altar. I don't I'm know almost why. positive they signed to uh, to uh, Fueled by Ramen. And I think that happened just, just this year. And it could have happened last year, too. I've noticed that between 2020 and 2021, it's hard to decipher between the two. But I'm almost positive that's what um, that's what took place. So yeah, That's they're awesome. they're still yeah they're still around, still doing you know amazing things and working with incredible artists, you know. So um, yeah, it's <clears throat> like I know Victory Records is another one that recently you know shuttered, but they were also the their catalog was bought by another label, and I can't remember mm-hmm. once again which label that yeah. was, but it was just you know. It just, it happens, it happens a lot. It's a common, common thing. But I didn't realize that Bumsy had worked with some other labels, though, before Sell the Heart. I thought that was like the first one that you had worked with. Sometimes I like to say it's the first one. Just the first, (laughs) I don't, how do I say this? The first one that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Sell the Heart's like the first label on that actually Makes sense. And if I'm, if I'm being totally honest, a label that really acts like a label, like sell the heart records. I mean, Andy does such a great job, you know, he works with the bands, but he does so much hard work. It's great. And, and he does more than just, you know, cause sometimes you get on labels and really it's, it's like, you're still doing what you could have done yourself. Like, Oh, message this person or bought these CDs from, you know, CD baby or wherever I could have done that, you know, or make a post, you know, it's like, we could do that. But Andy actually has the connections that I couldn't get to. Cause, cause I feel like I have a lot of connections just being in the music scene for so long, but there was just some connections I couldn't get to like Brooklyn vegan and new noise magazine. And he really helped us in that aspect with getting, you know, our name out there and getting these places to, you know, premiere singles, which is uh, amazing. But, and he does so many other things. I mean, he promotes like crazy. His posts are so engaging. Um, and so he really runs like a label, but the other labels we were, well, no, there was, so the one that we released on spaced out was called, um, imminence records. And it was a label that messaged us just before spaced out and said, Hey, you know, we're this label and we're trying to diversify you know, our bands, because they were mostly known for metal bands. And I think some someone in Bumsy at the time said, oh, yeah, they're they're pretty decently well-known label. 
And I'm like, are you sure? Cause I'd never heard of them. But then again, I don't know too much about the metal scene, <laughs> you know? So, but then we decided, well, Hey, let's take a gamble. Cause you know, from the way they were the, you know, the, the manager was talking to us and the, the website, it looked legit, but then come to find out, you know, the guy was basically doing that label. I don't know, really didn't function like a label, didn't really post stuff, you know, when the album was released and only made one post when it was released, you know, there really wasn't, you know, they were, they really were doing what they should be, I believe as a, a label. So that's when we just, you know, broke clean from them. Um, but I'm trying to think, I feel like there was one other, maybe like Frisky Morris, I know Steven DeFalco. I don't know if we were ever officially on their label. I don't think we were. No, 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 we weren't. We weren't. But they did. Um, they would put out like some of our songs, like demos when we first started, you know, the 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 first album board up. And then we okay. did like, a live EP. They put it out on Bandcamp. Um, but that they're awesome too, uh, Frisky Morris sessions, but I don't think they're actively having bands on their label. I still think he does the podcast though, but Steven DeFalco is great. Um, but yeah, I think it was just that Eminence records. It just wasn't a great deal. And yeah, I mean, I I mean, especially if, if it was a a genre thing, you know, that, that sounds so strange, you know, like being on a metal label and you're a ska punk band like yeah and they only had one other punk band on their label but you live and you learn i guess i I was gonna say yeah it's a a learning like no more if any label wants to put us out and their genre is just a little too out left field we're gonna have to say no because it's (laughs) it works better in our favor when we're with other bands that are similar to our genre and or at least people and and labels that know how to promote our genre and know right yeah Yeah. and i mean you've had some really solid shows uh this excuse me this year um you know getting to play with suicide machines right was it suicide machines or mustard Uh, plug or maybe it was both jay navarro and the traitors and mustard plug okay that's what it was yeah yeah i knew i knew it was cat bite um, but for some reason, I guess I forgot it was just Jay on his own with his yeah. own project and not Suicide Machines. But still, like, that's pretty rad. I did, did Was Andy the connection there or was that something that you sought out on your own? So actually, well, we've played with Mustard Plug a few times and Dave from Mustard Plug reached out to us. Oh, nice. He, he sent us an email like, hey, we're playing in... Um, October, the show with Jay Navarro and the Traders and Cat Bite. This was like just as stuff was starting to open again. And he sent us this message and I said, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, no, like, sorry. Uh well, sorry. I, I, oh, yeah, sorry. Not available. I mean, you know, like, because all these bands are like Cat Bite's killing it right now. Jay Navarro yes. and Traders, great, of course. And you know, the, and, and just, you know, Jay Navarro just is total Scott legend. Of right. course, I've never played with him or any of his bands and then mustard plug. We've played it with before, but they kill it every time. It's such a, a great show every time. And I know our fan base loves when we get on these shows because it's like a bonus for them. They come to see us, but when it, when we're with some mega Scott, you know, bands, they, they come out even more and, it's 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 so great um so yeah dave reached out to us just because yeah we played with them like once or twice before but but yeah dave is awesome (laughs) and 
I mean, it's it's not only they're well known in the ska world, but they're Midwest ska royalty. You know, awesome. like both of of uh, those artists. One, I mean, Catbite. I don't. I guess they're still like on the East Coast, and they're not necessarily because yeah, they're yeah. in they're in right they're in Philly. But but yeah, they've been really killing it as well. So. They told me, they said, like, we were chilling at the merch table. She said, yeah, we've only been doing this, like, as a band. We've only been a band for, what, year, year and a half? Yeah. Already blowing up. She's like, I can't believe this. This tour has been such a ride. I'm like, congrats. That's amazing. (laughs) It's because they they have a unique sound. I think that's that's why, you know, it's something something unique, something different to bring to Ska. Yep. And and that's what it it, is. That's like any genre like you can't be like your predecessor you have to be different you know you have to bring something different to the table because someone already did that before you know so you kind of have to i mean if you're really looking obviously to climb your way up the ladder and i mean if you're not then that's totally fine like that's cool but like you know if you're uh really wanting if you've got those big aspirations then you know you got to right. uh, <laughs> you got to bring something different to the table, you know, but Definitely. I mean, I love Bumsy and the Moochers just because it, it reminds me of some of my favorite bands like, you know, Less Than Jake and obviously sounding like Mustard Plug. And, and you know, there's sometimes where um, I'm listening and I'm thinking, man, like this could have been this could have been a Less Than Jake song, <laughs> you know, like it just sounds um it it sounds in that that vein, and I'm a huge Less Than Jake fan. So they're my favorite ska band, really. They, yeah. Them, them, and um, yeah, what was it? What was it? Who was I just thinking about? Yeah, less, yeah, Less Than Jake and Suicide Machines. I mean, yeah. but Less Than Jake especially because I love how they combine pop punk and ska, you know, so nicely, and the switch of Chris and Roger's voice. I mean, their horn lines are so catchy. The the bass lines are just always moving. It's it's perfect ska for me. You know, it's the, the perfect type of ska for me. Um, and and that was my biggest influence. You know, writing songs when we were first starting out, but still, even to this day, especially with this new record we're releasing, you know, there's a lot of songs that sit on the heavier side. We're trying because you know we we definitely have done a lot of pop punk sounding um, records and songs, but. These are this album's gonna be on the heavier side, but I wrote Kathy Ann. Like Kathy Ann is a good example. I I had less than Jake in mind. I'm like, I need a, a poppy banger, like similar to less than Jake uh for this album to just kind of be a little breather. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote this song, Kathy Ann, about you know, my mom, because I love my mom, she's awesome. But you know, it's like I want to write about just a day in the life of her because yeah, she's a hard worker, but she's also really funny. And so I'm like, that'll, that works for a ska song. Anytime you want to do something funny, it works with ska. Right. And less than Jake, right. Does so good with that, you know, putting humor in ska. So yeah, yeah, I had them in mind. And, yeah. and the way they do it is, is different than, um, you know, like real big fish is more on like the, corny end yeah. of it I feel like whereas yeah. and it less than Jake doesn't do it on every song but when they have done it over the years like there's one I'm thinking of uh was it Peter Jackson is getting married is that the name <laughs> of the song so, or some it, yeah uh and it, it's on borders and boundaries 
Um, Something you, like that. You know which song I'm talking about? I, I do. They, I, they, they have titles like that, like Johnny. Is it Johnny Quest things for sellouts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got to I know I could swear it's Peter. Okay, it is. It's Pete Jackson is getting married. Okay, so I said <laughs> Peter. But yeah, so Pete Jackson is getting married. Like, there's humor in that song. Like, it's it's funny. It's kind of silly, you know. Um, and I mean, that's just one example, but that's the first one that comes to mind, you know. Um, and yeah, Kathy Ann, I could see, uh, how that, that comes into play definitely gave me a good chuckle. And I was like, I, I had wondered just because of looking at the single artwork for Kathy Ann, cause it's an old photograph. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking this has to be about a mother or a sister or an aunt or something along those lines. So the fact that it's about your mom, it, it sounds like you're like best friends with your mom. Oh, totally. Definitely. I mean, yeah, we went on this road trip together up the, up the coast of California in June. Um, you know, so, and, and we always talk and, uh, about anything. Like I feel, yeah, she's that one go-to I can talk to about anything or if I'm feeling stressed or anxious, like I can go to her, talk to her and just vent and her the same to me. And she's so funny. It makes me laugh. What what does she do? That's so funny. Is it just oh, the, her she, attitude? Yeah, just some, sometimes her attitude towards things or, um, you know, just, um, yeah, in the song, you know, I talk about, you know, because all, you know, most growing up as, as a kid, she was definitely, you know, a cautious mom because she's a nurse and she never wanted us jumping on trampolines or, you know, she was always like, wash your hands. I mean, that's why when the <laughs> pandemic happened, I was like, you don't need to tell me. I've been been told to wash my hands since coming out the womb. Like, <laughs> constantly. You, you came out, it came out of her. Make sure you wash her hands right now. Yeah. I, and then funny story. See, that's the thing. We can have a whole podcast episode of funny moments of my mom. I'll, I'll never forget when we, and it was actually going to my um because my dad was born in alabama and we were going to see his family for thanksgiving and we were we were young we were little and we stopped at this hotel somewhere in indiana or something it's kind of you know not the best hotel but whatever we had to stop and i remember like me and my younger brother we had to sleep in one bed and then my older brother in like a cod and my parents in the other and then i remember like my mom waking up in the morning and she was turning over our sheets and she saw there was like this, this condom at the end of our bed under the sheets. We didn't even like, like she saw this, like, she was like, what the fuck? She, cause so she, and she ended up complaining about, and then my older brother, cause I can't remember. I think I remember my older brother's like, mom told you to get you and Ben, like immediately gave you guys a bath. Cause she didn't even know, like. She goes and she sees, she's like, oh my God, my kids are like in this nasty ass bed. And so she, and I remember she, she said, she, she shows me, she still has the report she filed to the hotel (laughs) about it. Like, oh man, she kept that, huh? So she still has that receipt. And I think she showed me this, like probably during the pandemic, I was like, you still have this or, um, the time we went to the zoo and what was it? We were watching like the gorillas and one of the gorillas like reaches around to eat his own shit. And I'm <laughs> my mom saying, is that gorilla eating its own shit? 
I'm fucking out of here. And she just runs out the pen. And here's me and my younger brother just like sitting like, mom, where'd you go? And my mom was so disgusted. She ran like her reaction. Sometimes it's like you got you had to be there to like laugh. But I mean, just her reactions to things, you know, sometimes it's it's so extreme, but it's it's funny. Where, you know, you know where was TikTok then? You know, yes. like well, my, my mom could make TikTok videos or the way she just also doesn't give a shit to, you know, she's not someone who she doesn't, you know, she's, she's naturally beautiful. She doesn't need makeup or like fancy dresses, or she doesn't need to go out every weekend and, you know, get all fancied up. I mean, nothing wrong with that if you do, but she's just more of a chill laid back personality. And she's, you know, she sees something on TV. She's just going to be like, Oh, this is so you know, dumb, you know, she's not yeah. into the whole celebrities and all, uh, you know, she's just, she's really grounded in reality and just, you know, she's a hard worker and, you know, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's why my mom's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a nurse. She's gotta be I, tough. Yeah. You know, nurses are tough, tough people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. funny people. That's, and, I think that's why she's so funny because nurses have to be funny or you get burnt out. <laughs> well, that's true because of the, obviously the situations they're put in. You know, mm-hmm. so there's there, not all of them, but a lot of them have that sick, uh, twist, twist, dark, twisted humor. You know, just yes. because of their <laughs> environment, right? So and, yeah, I work at a hospital. I'm, I'm a music therapist at the hospital I work at. I work with mostly nurses, and I mean, we're always we always you know we take our job very seriously, but we got a joke sometimes or. Yeah, you'll get you'll get burnt out. But some of the humor, it could be it could be dark. It can get out there. But, you know, it's we got to survive somehow in this setting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think um, we should I think it would be great to close out with playing Kathy Ann, if you're cool, because I've got that queued up here if you want to yes. play it. Yes. Um, so but but before I play it, though, let's talk about where everyone can find Bumsy. And also you did mention, you know, Sell the Heart Records has really this is what the second or third single they've this released the, the third one. And but you mentioned a record, though. So there actually is one coming, I'm assuming, next year at some point. Yes. So, well, we want to record this winter. Um okay but the bass part will have to wait. So our bassist recently injured his thumb. Oh no. And in a rugby thing, he, he just had surgery on it last week. Rugby. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Our bassist plays rugby. He's nice. like, I'm officially done with rugby. This is getting away in my music. I'm like, dude, that eventually that's what you got to choose size. When people do sports and music, eventually they have to pick one. Cause, and, and so that's what happens. Sometimes. But, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, but yeah, he's like, I'm done. But yeah, because he's going to be out a few months. So we're going to take this winter to to try and, you know, finish this album because the songs are there. The songs are ready. We just got to record them. Okay. Um, as far as it being released on Sell the Heart Records, too. I mean, we're going to talk to Andy more about that. But yeah, Andy wanted to just do the singles for now. And Sell the Heart might be releasing the album. Um, I hope they do. But but yeah, it'll definitely it's going to be we're recording the album this winter. And it's yeah, it's definitely a banger for sure. So watch out awesome. for that. <laughs> yeah, look forward to that. Um, so I, I think every all your socials, it's all Bumsy and the Moochers, right? For the most part. Yeah. All Bumsy and the Moochers. Yeah. At Bumsy and the Moochers for Instagram, Bumsy and the Moochers on Facebook. Um 
I think I don't, yeah, we don't really do Twitter. I'm trying to think if we're on any other platform. I mean, link, we got a link tree, but yeah. yeah. And then of I course, know you're on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Thank you. Sorry. I'm like, oh, and YouTube. We got our stuff on YouTube. Our music video um, for Living the Nightmare, one of the singles is up there too. Really fun. So check that out. But also sell the heart records too. Um, yeah, you can find all this on their platforms too. Cool. Um, yeah. Anything else, Caitlin? I mean, it's been great catching up with you. Um, how? I guess we didn't really get into like how Punk the Burbs went for this year because it did happen this year. And I'm oh. hoping it'll come back next year as well, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, yeah, just to make it brief, I mean, yeah, Punk the Burbs Fest 4, I think it, it was a success for what we were given. Um, it was very much DIY this year. Last minute booking at Tivoli Bowl in Downers Grove. I mean, and we didn't get to, you know, we didn't have a lot. We didn't have any sponsors this year except School of Rock. We didn't get to hire a lot of help. So it was a lot of our friends and bandmates helping out. I think that made it even more punk in a way so punk rock it was it was uh, my pa and then my friend dave's pa combined i mean we were running the pa we weren't even paying a sound guy so very diy but somehow we made it work um and it, so it was still successful but we can't wait till punk the burbs fest five where we can definitely take it up a notch and there's definitely some headliners we have in mind that I think people really, really, really be excited about crombies were great, but we're, we're definitely, we want to get people excited again for, for something new on there on, on the next year's lineup. So we'll definitely, definitely have it next year, but, but yeah, keep your eyes out for that. And then I don't know, as far as Bumsy, I keep, keep an eye out for, you know, the new record, um, which will be coming out soon. We just got to record it this winter. We don't have any shows coming up at the moment just because of what, our bassist, um, you know, is going through it's, it's hard, we'll probably, right. We'll probably do some acoustic shows here and there. I mean, I'm going to Arizona in January and I'm going to oh, try okay. and maybe do like a solo acoustic set there cool. for like Bumsy songs. So you might catch me there, but, um, uh, yeah. So yeah, just keep listening to the new singles, keep an ear out for the album and, and the shows will probably start playing shows again, you know, once, once the spring hits, cause I think that's when he'll, his thumb will be, will be all good to go. I would but, hope so. <laughs> please. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Caitlin, it was so great to catch up with you. Yeah. You and, too. And happy Thanksgiving. Yes. You and too friends, too. Fr- Friendsgiving too. Friendsgiving, so. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, happy Friendsgiving. We're having yeah. blueberry and apple pie people. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. Don't that you forget it. Pie. And maybe, and maybe some pizza pie. Who knows? And I mean, pizza pie even better. Might, so. Yeah. Might, <laughs> might even sneak that in there somehow. And chicken. <laughs> and, chi- and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have chicken. Right. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll, uh, talk to you soon yeah yep talk to you soon thank you so much for having me take care
Daffy and Bumsy and the Moochers here on Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast about uh, Caitlin Edwards, who was uh, just talking with us. That's about her mom, which I absolutely love it. It's so much like Less Than Jake, and that's probably why I love it so much. Um, but it's like it's like Less Than Jake with a with a female uh, or with a a front woman. There we go. That's that's probably just the the best way to describe it, and even better. So, uh, thank you so much, Caitlin Edwards of Bumsy and the Moochers, for talking with me here on the podcast. It was great catching up with her after a couple of years, and uh, really looking forward to hearing that full record. And uh, Andy, you have my vote, man. You need to put out their full length come next year or whenever. Uh, I, I think you should do it if if that uh, helps uh, Caitlin and uh, the rest of the guys out. Um, but that's it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much for uh, listening and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. I want you to know that I'm extremely thankful and grateful for all of your love and support and I'm extremely thankful especially for Pop Punk Takeout's support as well. Our title sponsor uh, if you've not heard of Pop Punk Takeout, it's this cool monthly subscription service that delivers pop punk merchandise from all over the world directly to your door in a takeout box. And uh, you can sign up today at poppunktakeout.com. Also follow them on Facebook. Um Literally all the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of that at Pop Punk Takeout. They do have a Christmas compilation this year, a very Pop Punk Christmas Volume 1 that you can also order at poppunktakeout.com. It's only 10 bucks. Features a lot of the bands that have actually uh, been interviewed here on Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast, like Settle Your Scores, Tiny Kingdoms, uh, Million Miler, for example, Stop Drop Rewind, Eugene Levy, and so many others so poppunktakeout.com to pre-order that today i know the uh, compilation is going to ship out on december 13th and while you're at it make sure you uh follow the podcast as well on socials at pop punk pizza pod you can uh give us a positive rating and review on apple podcasts sign up for our mailing list at pop punk pizza pod Com. You can also buy merch there as well. Just uh, use that promo code POPPUNK to get $2 off your order. And I will talk to you in December. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey.